I am an actor, writer, comedian, author that you've never heard of. They've got me on the, I think they've got me on the Hollywood G list. Not the A, not the B, not the C list, but the fucking Hollywood G list. Just kind of like there's a there's a G spot on women. Um, I'm on the G list. So when you think of G spot, I want you to think of me. Anyway, this is the Stephen D. Snyder Show. I am really, really, really excited for our, our guest. I, I got to tell you, but we just keep having awesome guests right after another. I mean, it's it's I, our producer just does a fucking fantastic job of booking talent uh, for me to come on. Uh, you know, this one is about diet, fitness, and exercise. And I am really looking forward to it. This guy is, uh, he's amazing. Very talented, uh, well-rounded type of guy. Worked with him in the past. Uh, know him really well. Just a good overall dude. And he knows his stuff. So this is the Stephen D. Snyder Show where anything goes, ladies and gentlemen. And when I mean anything, I mean anything. We talk about sex. We talk about drugs. We talk about rock and roll. We talk about sports. We talk about politics. We talk about diet, fitness, health, and nutrition. We talk about everything. Because this is the Stephen D. Snyder Show and, of course, anything goes. Speaking of anything going... I got to tell you, folks, I've been working on this book, uh, my book that I will be coming out. It's, it's actually my second book that I will be publishing. My first book, of course, is a New York Times number one bestselling book called How to Be a Miserable Failure, The Complete Guide for Destroying Your Life, which, by the way, Amazon sold out of, but now they're back. Walmart just sold out of them, but they're back. You can go to howtobeamiserablefailure.com to get your book, or you can literally just go to my website. You can find it on there as well, stephendsnyder.com. So check it out. I mean, this is a this is a book that you will read for millennium, okay? This book is going to sit behind your toilet. It's going to sit in your study. It's going to sit on your coffee table, and you're going to reference it from time to time. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy what what this book will do for your life. And by the way, if you want to follow the step-by-step outline of turning yourself into a miserable failure, have at it. Anyway, as I was getting to, this is my second book I'm working on. And the title of it, and I'm going to tell you, my wonderful audience, the title of it tonight. The title of it is Woke, Banned, Censored, and Canceled. So really what I've done is I've compiled over the past few years. Now, by the way, when I say I've compiled over the past few years, we're talking about three years. Ladies and gentlemen, I had seven years of material that I had to cut down from. And I've only chosen the last three years to really bring this situation to light. And what this book is about is it talks about cancel culture and everyone being offended and political correctness and this woke bullshit, these whiny, ninnying, everything's offensive type assholes. So instead of me just writing a whole book on it, I write a little bit at the beginning, I write a little bit at the end, but in the middle, I actually give you the articles and I source the articles. These people are not joking around. They're 100% fucking serious. Okay? Good example right here. This is from the insider.com. Okay? Now, Kendall Jenner, 
is a very attractive uh, woman. And if I want to stay married, I'm going to keep the rest of my opinions to myself about Kendall Jenner. So here's the headline from insider.com. Kendall Jenner faces accusations of cultural appropriation after releasing her own tequila brand. So you have a woman, small business owner. I thought we were supposed to be championing uh, women and women-owned small businesses. So here we go. We have a woman who actually created her own tequila brand. And I mean, you know, George Clooney's got his own brand. I think The Rock has his own brand of tequila or whiskey or something. So Kendall Jenner, I can't, you know, I, 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 I just, I want to bang my head against the wall until I find a stud and then really let the pain happen. Kendall Jenner announced she's launching a tequila brand, but not everyone is happy about the news. In an Instagram post, the model confirmed she has been working on her tequila brand named 818. Now, this is presumably after this Calabasas, California area code where she grew up. It's an 818 number. So for three and a half years, she has been tasting and developing the product with an unspecified team. Okay, so she's developing her own you know, tequila brand sounds like actually a smart young girl. So after dozens of blind taste tests, trips to our distillery, entering the world tasting competitions anonymously and winning three and a half years later, I think we've done it. So she wrote that she actually, you know, she wrote that. So anyway, so Jenner's brand has already won several awards including Best uh, Reposado at the Tequila Awards, according to WWD. I mean, I would assume that Best Reposado is one of the better tequila awards. It's probably like the Oscars for tequila. So the supermodel grows a joint, you know... The supermodel joins a growing list of celebrities who have their own tequila brands, including, as I said before, George Clooney, Nick Jonas, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Hell, look at that. 66%. I got two out of three. Two out of three. I forgot about uh, old Nick Jonas. But commenters on Jenner's Instagram announcement and others on Twitter say that the model launching a tequila brand is an example of cultural appropriation. Now, let me explain to you folks what the fuck cultural appropriation is. First of all, it is a created, fictitious, made-up term by authoritarian control freak, fascist, speech police Nazis, specifically on the left. Cultural appropriation is if you are showing respect to someone else's culture, or you are adopting their culture and embracing it and making it your own. That's offensive. So here's how this works, folks. Follow the logic. Okay? If you are a, uh, let's say you are an Italian American and you come over here from Italy and you're a comedian and in your comedy sets, you like to dress up as a, uh, a, a Mexican or a Spanish person with this giant sombrero, that's considered racist and offensive. Okay. Now, Let's say you're that same Italian-American who comes over here and likes to pretend and imitate, uh, you know, doing some Mexican impressions and Spanish impressions, and you do it with more of a westernized, white, watered-down, pasty, suburbanite kind of tone, 
That's also racist. Every single thing is offensive, racist, and derogatory, according to these fucking psychotic nuts. Quote, something about Kendall Jenner making tequila rubs me the wrong way, one Twitter user wrote. Like the idea of white celebrities taking from their local Mexican artisans and profiting off our traditions and agricultural business, yet only visit Cabos and Puerto Vallarta for vacation spots. This is from uh, this uh, psychotic bitch, La Mesa Quima Apulada. La Mesa Kuma Apalata. Uh, that's her Twitter handle. So here we go. You you can't do anything without these. I mean, uh, it's a mental illness, folks. You can't even start a tequila brand because it's racist and cultural appropriation. Let me repeat that. You cannot start a tequila brand because it's racist and cultural appropriation. Now, hold on for a second. Isn't this woman being racist against herself? Why does she assume that only Mexican people and Spaniards uh, develop tequila? Aren't there other races that develop tequila? See, that's the thing, folks. You got to put your foot down somewhere. This is the bullshit that goes in Hollywood. The, the you know the racial quotas and the Oscars and all the other bullshit. This is just part of it. This politically correct group of ninnies, these speech police Nazi fascists. <sighs> She, she continues on. The Mexican workers better not be getting underpaid. I, I mean, folks, I, I could go on and on and on. Another person criticized Jenner for the comments for not publicly expressing gratitude toward those who worked on making the drink. I, I don't even know what to say. So this Jenner girl, this, this Kendall Jenner who is a dime, she is a dime, she is now accused of being racist and it's cultural appropriation because she <laughs> she started her own tequila company. Now, you don't do that in America. How dare you start your own tequila company in this country? That's what you have to look forward to, folks, unless you put your fucking foot down. I've been ringing the alarm bell for many, many, many years here on the Stephen D. Snyder Show. But I'm here to tell you, if you allow this to keep happening, you're not going to be able to function or live in life or society because people are going to cancel you. But enough with this. I got to get on to my guest. Uh, you know, this this guest of mine, hell of a guy. Really been looking forward to having him on the phone. Is he here? So we have with us, I'm really, really excited. Uh, I've known this guy a really long time. He is the CEO and uh, founder of Ground-Based Nutrition. He is a fitness expert, uh, health and nutrition expert, and uh, just a, it, this guy's in incredible shape. If you check him out online, the guy is jacked and ripped, and uh, uh, I'm looking forward to talking with him. He's also an attorney as well. So Charles Weller, welcome to the Stephen D. Snyder Show. How are you? Oh, fantastic, Stephen. Wow, what a wonderful introduction. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Well, no, I'm happy to have you. And and again, I, 
I love throwing in different variety topics and health and fitness is something really, really big and important to me. Um, so I love having people like yourself on here because it just, it just makes my, you know, it just, it educates me. Um, it educates the audience and it's, it's just great to have you here. And so Charles, you, uh, you had an amazing product. Um, you founded ground-based nutrition Um, and you know, tell me a little bit about that process of, you know, starting that business in California and a little bit about your background in the health and fitness, uh, and workout industries. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Let's just jump right in. I, well, first of all, I've been an athlete my whole life and uh, health and fitness has always been very important to me. And as an athlete, you know, growing up, you know, coaches and everyone else, they have you eating a bunch of whey protein and got to get your protein in, need protein to build muscle. And, you know, one thing I started to notice is I was just feeling really kind of lethargic, tired, you know, wanting to take a nap in the middle of the day. And like, come on, this something's not right here. And so uh, upon just more education and, and checking into what was happening within my body, just find out that that whey protein is actually, and a lot of people don't know this, it's actually super unhealthy. And it, it's... It, whey protein is a billion dollar industry, so we're, we're fed all these things with all the marketing hype, walking the GNC, walking by their shop, or just health stores in general. And for, for years, you just you see all this flashy packaging and, and all these wonderful products. And 99% of everything out there on the shelf, it's just garbage. It's just companies wanting to take your money. And so, one thing that I discovered was what the whey protein was doing is it's acidic, it's highly inflammatory, and that inflammatory process in our bodies is bad because inflammation is the marker of disease in the human body. So what I set out to do was find a way where I can get a good quality protein source without having that inflammation, without having that, that bloating, that acidic nature of the whey protein. So what I did was I combined a bunch of different types of plant-based sources that had a good amino acid profile that will help you build muscle, and we fortify it with superfoods and greens to help alkalize and nourish the body. And that's how we developed this superfood protein for ground-based nutrition. So that was a little background. And I'm not a vegan. I'm, I'm not plant-based. But I, I do have my protein that's plant-based. I need a lot of plant-based sources. But I believe everything in moderation, this is something we'll probably talk about later on a little bit, is moderation is key anything like and, and this goes with your diet and your exercise program it, 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 if you're too extreme uh, you're not going to stick with it you know if your diet's too restrictive you're not going to stick with it this is why yo-yo diets always fail if you set yourself up for failure if you're doing something you can't stick with you can't live with then then what's the point what, what's right. going to happen is you, you're going to find yourself on a cycle where and you, you, you see this with people all the time you know they're in third pounds then try to lose 30 pounds. you got to ask yourself, hey, how long did it take you to, lose, to gain those 30 pounds? Well, okay, if it took you six months, why do you think you can lose it in six weeks? That's not realistic. Right. But I'm kind of jumping all over the place, but those are questions I get asked a lot, and those are things that people often forget about, and it's so important because this, this whole thing's a journey, and it's, it's a process. But that's uh, a little bit more than what you asked for just there. 
No, no, that's that, that's good. And a couple of things. So yeah, whey protein, uh, you know, it messed me up. Um, you know, bloating. Uh, I I don't do any type of whey protein. I I do plant based protein after a workout. Um, and and yours yours is great. Um, and and many others you know out there are also great. You know, a pea protein, something like that. And you know, you're exactly right. There's all these. There's all these diets out there, and everyone goes, "Oh, I'm doing keto. Oh, I'm doing paleo. Oh, I'm doing this. Oh, I'm doing the blood type diet." There's, and it, it just kind of seems like there's not like a cardboard cutout, uh, you know, for diet, health, fitness, and nutrition for each person. But it's really just about finding that healthy lifestyle, it seems. And so many Americans are just bogged down with GMOs and, you know, the pesticides in the food. Um, They're not eating the grass-fed beef. They're not eating the free-range chicken um, or the free-range turkey. They're, you know, they're not taking care of themselves. And then, like you said, these yo-yo diets just never really work. And in, in America, it's just crazy what we do to ourselves, our bodies and our food. Because I've, I've heard this so many times and, and it, people eat pasta here and they gain, you know, three pounds. They go over to Italy and they visit Italy for, you know, a week, week and a half and they eat pasta and they don't gain any weight. And I'm just guessing it's because in Italy, they don't put as much crap in their pasta as we do here in America. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's quite amazing how bad our, our food supply has gotten because grass-fed beef, organic beef, yeah, it didn't exist 50 years ago, maybe even 40 years ago, because it was all grass-fed. It was all organic. I mean, you're, you, ask your, you, know, you ask the older generation what they fed the cows. They fed them grass. Um, nowadays, it's just not cost-effective in America to do that with the food supply cutting corners it's, it, it's these big corporate corporate conglomerates all about the profit they're not about your health and a lot of people have seen those those netflix specials uh, super size me or whatever it is with the with how poisonous this fast food is because of how they poison the food supply so you really have to pay attention to what you eat and here's, here's something interesting um and, and this is something that comes up from a lot actually is people ask you know what's the best diet now, what's the best diet to lose weight? You know, because there's all these diets. You know, is it paleo? Is it keto? Is it Mediterranean diet? Is it low carb? You know, high protein. I mean, what 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 type of what's the what's the best diet here? And um, or, or even high carb. You know, there's 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 a, a lot of people that that enjoy eating carbohydrates. And there's been there's been a lot of research and data done where they've actually have have taken control groups and. They've studied high carb diets versus low carb diets and, and who is, is going to have a better fat loss. And among the groups, if you equal out the calories for the most part, the results were the same. So when people ask, what's the best type of diet for me to lose weight? Well, it's the one that you can live with. It's the one that works for you. It's the one that you enjoy and it's the one you can stick with because here's, here's the secret. And I'll, I'll let I'll let everyone in on this. Here's the secret to losing weight, and here's the secret to achieving your health and fitness goals. There is no secret. It's simply consistency. There's no magic bullet. There's no magic supplement. And I sell supplements. Okay, groundbasednutrition.com. Check out groundbased nutrition. We we sell um, the best plant based uh, supplements on on the planet. Obviously, I'm biased. But 
I'm telling you, you don't need a special supplement to lose weight. You don't need um, uh, to do anything other than be consistent with your goals. If you if you burn more calories than you consume, whether that means eating less, exercising more, or doing a little bit of both, uh, you will lose weight. It's 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 really as simple as that. And and the, the issue today is is just. Honestly, it's just consistency because it, it takes dedication. Uh, not very many people like to get up early in the morning and exercise, or you know, walk on the treadmill, or or, or, or go out running uh, because I just don't have enough time. There's just not enough time in the day. Well, yeah, Stephen, you know, we all have the same amount of hours in the day. We all have 24 hours a day. We can all sleep 20 minutes less and get 20 minutes more of, of exercise or cardio in the morning. Well, we can sleep in. It's a choice we can make, but it's all about consistency. So consistency is really the best thing that we found to achieve those goals. Just do the same thing over and over and repeat. Yeah, it's 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 funny when I see people at the gym and, you know, God bless them. When I see people at the gym and they're out of shape, I'm like, well, at least they're here, right? They're starting. At least they're at least they're doing something. Right. Um, but sure. but it's funny because you know, personal training is great. I'm a big fan of personal training. I think it's awesome. But you know, there's only so much your 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 trainer is going to be able to do in 45 minutes to an hour. I mean, when you leave there after you get a workout in, you know, a lot of these people just go home and scarf, and it's like, well, you know, it's all it's it's the whole you know everyone always says 80 percent diet, 20 percent workout, and 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 I guess that varies for each person because I I know guys who can eat big bowls of macaroni and cheese and they're shredded, shredded. Then, you know, you have other guys, they eat a piece of pizza and their titties jiggle for a week. I mean, it's just, it's all over the map. (laughs) That's funny. But you know, I I do agree. If you had to choose between what's going to be more important, is it diet or is it exercise? And that's an interesting debate too. But in my opinion, what you put in your body is more important than anything else you're doing. It's great to be active. It's good to exercise. But if you have to put more emphasis on one versus the other, it's always going to be your nutrition because that's your fuel. That's your fuel for your body. You know, garbage in, garbage out. And, and that's, that's, gonna, that's not going to work out very well for the long run. So if you want to take care of yourself, you want to live a, a long, healthy lifestyle, good quality of life, then obviously you want to pay attention to that nutrition. You want to you want to keep your your inflammation levels low. You want to eat a lot of organic fruits and vegetables to get your your micronutrients. It's extremely important. There's a lot of pesticides and a lot of junk out there. So yeah, it's good to pay a little extra for the organic. But diet is absolutely uh, very important. And when I say diet, you know that's. I don't like that word, really, because it it gives you connotations of restricting yourself. And diet is really just a way of eating. It it doesn't mean restriction at all. In fact, you shouldn't be walking around feeling like you're starving yourself. If you are, you're you're just doing it wrong. And I I see that happen a lot. And I I, I think a, a real good thing for people to do is if you feel like you're restricting yourself, Look at what you're eating. Are you eating enough calories? Because sometimes if you don't eat enough calories, you're going to slow your metabolism, and then you're also not going to be able to lose weight or you're even gain weight because you've crashed your metabolism. So you can't be afraid of the food. It's really important. 
Yeah. And speaking of the food, you know, I'm Mr. I don't believe anything the government tells me. I think it's kind of funny. And this is just a theory of mine. When I was growing up, um, remember the food guide pyramid, the, the federal government. Oh yeah. Yeah. Changed that so much since we were kids. Remember that? Oh yeah. The, the federal government, when we grew up, like literally they said that we should be eating. It was six to 11 servings of bread, rice, cereal, and pasta a day. And it's like, yeah, now, now you know why. So was milk. Right. And, and then, and then, you know why diabetes did this in America and everyone got overweight. It's because of that. I mean, I actually think it was done on purpose. I really do. I think it was done deliberately to get people out of shape. I really do. Well, a lot of times, you know, hindsight seems so twenty twenty, but we go through these, these, these phases, you know, in the, in the eighties and nineties, it was like that, that bait freak uh, craze where everything was fat free. If it's fat free, I can eat it. And then, and then we rolled into that zero sugar. Now we're in this keto phase. And, you know, I wonder what it'll be in the, in the coming years. It's, it's always interesting to look back, you know, but, but the one universal has always been your mom's always said, eat your vegetables. You know, that's never changed, but you know, there's a lot of things around that have changed. But you're right. It was all those processed carbohydrates that have contributed to uh, a lot of obesity in America. And more than two out of three people in America today, this is a startling statistic, are either overweight or obese. Yeah, it's Isn't that crazy. It, it, it's it's crazy, and it doesn't surprise me because, again, I, I think it's done on purpose. I really do. I think that what they put in our food and water and our vaccines and everything like that is done to keep us slow, sick, fat, poor, dumb. Uh, you know, because you can control people like that, right? You can't control people that are in shape, uh, well-educated. You can't control people that are, you know, not obese or overweight. And it seems to me that Americans, everyone wants just like a Band-Aid or a pill or something like that. And you're right. It is. It's it's really a lifestyle change. It really is. And I, I've had other guests on here. My my buddy, Wayne Carls, he's a personal trainer down in Florida. He, he, he gave me a good analogy. And he said... Hey, look, diet is just like driving a car. He says, if you're constantly speeding, if you're constantly, you know, doing California rolls through a stop sign, if you're constantly, you know, taking off ramp exits at 70 miles an hour and only 10% of the time you are, you know, following the directions, he says that you're going to get caught more or less because you're, you're speeding a lot. He said, but if 90% of the time you're following, you know, the rules of the road and you're not speeding, the 10% of the time you are speeding, you have, you're less likely to get a ticket. And I loved that analogy because I try to apply that. I try to apply that. And, and, and Sunday night is generally the cheat meal night. It's like that reward for eating clean all week. At least that's what we try to do. I do something very similar, and it, it works really well for a couple of reasons. Um, first of all, if, if you're eating a clean diet, uh, you never want to feel like you're restricting yourself. And I, I've said this before, but diet doesn't mean restriction. So just because you're eating healthy doesn't mean that you can never have that cookie, you can never have right. brownie, you can never have that bowl of pasta. Because if you think like that, you will freak out and it will fail. It won't work. Right. But if you know that once a week on a Sunday, you can eat whatever the heck you want, my gosh, it's easy getting through that week because you just 
two more days to go and you're having that big bowl of pasta and that brownie Sunday if you're craving that, if that happens to be what you're craving that week. Big deal. It works. It works well. And it also, you shouldn't feel guilty about that because if you're consistent with your meal plan, you're consistent with good nutrition, and once a week you eat something and it's really bad, it's not good for you at all, super high calorie, whatever it is, it actually helps your goals for a couple of different reasons. First, it helps your dopamine levels because all those carbohydrates are going to release dopamine. Second of all, those extra calories are going to help boost your metabolism. You're going to get a metabolic spike. So if your body thought you are starting to starve itself and starting to slow your metabolism, you sped it up for the rest of the week. And, and third, mentally, it helps you get through all this so that you can go on to the next week and the week after that and be consistent, which is most important of all, being consistent. So it's funny you should mention those cheat meals. They're super important. Absolutely. Yeah. No. You're 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 right. And and I've I've heard that before because your body goes, ooh, this is new. This is interesting. I can't wait for this. And you know the dopamine. And I've always said, like, look, it's okay uh, to to diet and and not to diet to to really watch what you're eating throughout the week. But if your buddies are like, hey, let's go get some pizza and a beer. Okay. Boom. You don't have to like be a stick in the mud and not go do anything fun. But maybe that's your cheat meal for the week, right? And so I see a lot right, of people. Right, right. You don't have to be antisocial. You don't have to bring your own food. You, you know, you can enjoy going out for pizza if your friends are going out for pizza that night, or if it's your birthday and you want that piece of cake, or you. I love cheesecake. I'm a huge cheesecake guy. So when it's my birthday, I don't just have one piece of cheesecake. Sometimes I have three. Oh um, man! But I don't do it very often. I don't do it very often. But I don't feel bad about it. I love it. I enjoy it. That's just me. What yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like if the Super Bowl was a you know a couple of weeks ago, um, and you know it was I ate clean all week. I even ate clean most of you know Super Bowl Sunday, and then Super Bowl night, I had a cookie and a brownie. I had pizza. I had like chicken wings. I mean, I had I had it all. Um, and and <laughs> it just it you know what? And the reason why I did Sundays because you know a lot of people get the Sunday scaries where they 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 get nervous or they get kind of depressed that they have to go back to work on Monday. And I realized it improved my Sundays. Like uh, my Sundays used to be kind of, I was kind of down. Oh yeah. Okay. We'll go to the park. We'll go outside. We'll go do this. And you know, I'd spend some time with family, but you'd always have that man. I got to go to work tomorrow. But when I switched my cheat meal to Sunday night, it really improved the mood of my Sundays because I knew I was working for that glorious uh, uh, dinner on Sunday. It was just great. It was just a, it was a good switch to switch it on Sunday. It's funny. You may, I do the same thing on a Sunday too. You know, it seems to me that, you know, Americans always want this quick fix. Uh, you know, they want a pill, they want, they want something, you know, in terms of, you know, people that are working out and they're really watching what they eat and they're not really getting the results, you know, what type of workout or diet changes do you think a person like that could make where they kind of feel like they've plateaued a little bit you know what would you recommend for someone in that boat is, is your goal because you, you want to lose more weight you want to lose specifically fat fat mass or is it you're trying to gain more muscle and you're plateaued and you're not gaining muscle because the approach is going to be different for either or and there's different exercises and different uh, I don't say tactics but tactics I guess is a good word uh, different things, different exercises you can employ that work better for some things than others. I'll give you an example. 
Um, there's low-intensity cardio and high-intensity uh, interval training that you could do for cardio. And for years, people thought low-intensity cardio was the best because it kept you in a fat-burning zone and you're going to burn more fat. And then what happened later is a bunch of research came out where people found out, wow, this, this high-intensity interval training works really well. We're not sure why. Let's look into this. And they find out that, number one, it burns more, more calories. And number two, it elevates your metabolism, so you're burning more calories throughout the day. So that became a, a superior form of, 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 of cardio for, for fat burning. And also it's more efficient because you're not on a Stairmaster for an hour. Nobody has time to do that. So what you want to do is if you're plateaued, get that heart rate up. Push yourself. Push yourself a little harder. Don't have to push yourself longer. Push yourself harder and mix it up. Your body's very adaptable. If you do the same thing over and over and over, it's going to adapt. So mix up the different exercises. Mix up the cardio, whether you're doing wind sprints, running on a treadmill, doing the, the sled pulls, or whatever it is. Really elevate that heart. And if you absolutely, absolutely hate high-intensity cardio, that's okay. Do, do what you're comfortable with. But what I like to do is at the end of my cardio session, for 60 seconds, just flat out sprint. Sprint, get your heart rate up as high as you can. Get it so it's a little bit painful. It's a little difficult to breathe. You certainly can't carry on a conversation, but you're pushing yourself hard because you're going to get that metabolic spike, which causes all these different adaptations in the body. And it works really well. That's one thing you do. And then the other thing I'm going to do is you also want to look at how many calories you're eating a day. I'm not saying count your calories, but have an idea of, of, of how much you're consuming. Are you consuming maintenance levels? Are you consuming above your maintenance levels? Or are you consuming below your maintenance level? If you're too far below, you're, you're, going to, you're going to stall your metabolism. And if you're eating above maintenance, you're not going to get a little loose fat. So you have to have an idea. And, and a lot of people have no idea how much they're eating how many calories there is or how many, how many calories you need. There's a lot of resources online where you can help figure this out, but it's really important. I'm not saying you have to measure your food. I never measure my food. I don't like to do that, but you, but you might have to do that initially to get an idea of how much you're eating so you know what, what your caloric intake is because that's going to be important as a part of the equation as well. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. You know, I used to do this thing where I'd write down what I ate and then I would go back like, you know, through after at the end of the weekend, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I did not eat a lot on Tuesday, but holy moly, look at Thursday. And it's kind of interesting. And I always kept it right above my refrigerator. And it was just like a little bitty, oh, a little bitty notebook. Yeah, yeah. Any boom, just boom, whatever I ate, you know, half a cup of this, a cup of this. And then it's, it's amazing how much you eat during the day that, you know, you're like, oh crap! I, I forgot that I snacked on some of that apple. I need to go back and put that in there. It's crazy the amount of food people eat during the day. And now with everyone being home, you know, with COVID and everything, uh, you know, people are eating at home. And, uh, yeah, people are eating a yeah. lot more. And you know what? That's interesting because you're talking about food journaling. And one of the reasons why food journaling works so well is you, you have to write down everything you have to eat. Sometimes you decide, you know, I'm not going to eat that because I don't feel like writing that down. I don't want to put that down there. I'm not, I don't really need to eat that. Um, and it, it, that, that's good, too, because when you're, when you're tracking what you're doing, you're tracking what you're eating, trying to figure out uh, the, these patterns and, and, and where your calories are, where they should be, 
um, food journeying is, is actually uh, as, pain, as much of a pain in the butt as it may sound. It's very, very helpful to figure that out, even if it's just for a week. It's really good exercise to try to do. So my final question for you is, you know, what, what is the number one problem in, in your, in your professional opinion, what is the number one problem facing, uh, you know, America today in terms of, you know, uh, people being out of shape, uh, obese, um, you know, not, not taking care of their bodies, you know, what, what is like the number one issue you see for Americans, you know, going forward and, and something that we, you know, everybody can work on, but collectively, what, what do you see as the biggest problem right now with the way we do diet, fitness, nutrition, and exercise in America? That's an amazing question. And, and, and there, there's so much to it to, to unpack. But if I had to try to put my finger on something, you know, I, I think we just live in a very fast, high paced world and convenience is, is everything. And, because of convenience, we cut corners, and uh, th- this was what happened with the rise of fast food, and now we have DoorDash, and it's so convenient and so easy to just have food delivered and, 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 and be there and for instant gratification that we, we're, as Americans, uh, just as a culture, sometimes it's about overindulgence, and uh, it, it's hard sometimes to break that cycle. And people use food for different reasons. And so I, 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 I think that the, the, uh, other than education uh, as to what's healthy and what's not, I think a lot of people know that, and there are some people that don't have access to this, but most people know that when they're eating healthy, yeah, they, they really do. It's just trying to make a more conscious effort. And it, it's, it, 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 it surely is difficult because there are such things as, as food addictions. And, and you, you see this when you're in the, when you go grocery shopping, gosh, I can't remember the last time I went grocery shopping. I get a lot of stuff delivered now. But, you know, the way you say to shop in the outside parts of the store, because the whole inside is all the processed garbage and all the junk. And, and that's uh, really what you need to stay away from. So if they say if it, um, if it flies, crawls, or swims, you can eat it. If it grows on the ground, eat it. If it comes in a box or comes in a package, don't. And if you follow those rules, I think you'll be really, I think you'll do, I think you'll do well. And when you think about it, there's a lot of things that, that we get that, that fall within those things that we probably shouldn't be consuming, but it makes a big difference. And, and, and I, it, it's, 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 it's certainly not easy, but I, I think that's, uh, I think that's a big part of the equation. How about you? Where would you put, where would you put that? Yeah. You know, I like that question a lot. I, I, I think really it comes down to to the whole, you know, if you are not fit spiritually, mentally, and physically, you need all three of those. And I think in America, mm-hmm. we, we're overcompensating in one of those areas that we're lacking in. And I think there's, it's like a kink in the hose. So if, if, if I'm in great shape physically and spiritually, but mentally, I'm just not feeling well your body is going to react to that and you are going to have stressors that are going to affect your body. Um, and it's the same way. If you're, if you're feeling really, really good spiritually and mentally, but then physically you're just sitting on your ass all day. Well, that's also going to manifest. I really think it's just a life of a, it's, it's about balancing 
getting things right with with uh, you know uh, your spirit, your higher power, whoever you you know whatever God you believe in, uh, getting that getting right with God, getting into uh, better mental health, mental shape, um, and that also can help you know by you know you can also help yourself by going outside, getting sunshine, doing things like that, and then you know getting into good physical shape. And I think that's the biggest problem is too many people are you know they're they only have two out of the three and I, I think that's a problem and I think when you can get that full cycle and there's no more kinks in the hose at least in my opinion I, I think that's that's really where people start seeing results yeah you know I think that's very true I also think that's very difficult for a lot of people I know it's difficult for me for that balance I mean I, I, I must sit 10 hours a day with, with some of the work I do and it's so unhealthy and uh, it could be a nice day outside and forget to even just walk outside for 10 minutes and it, it, it's so bad, and, and, and we know that's bad. But sometimes we just we just push in a in the opposite direction, and we, we push against what our what our body wants. But uh, I think all the cures are in nature. You know, whether that be with with, with food that's grown uh, by nature and the, the vitamin D and the sunlight we get outside, and, uh, and and all that, we absolutely have to have that balance and have that alignment. And that's, uh, I think that's kind of a, a lifelong struggle for for everyone that certainly does not come easy i'll tell you that absolutely no you're you're absolutely right so where where can people find you if they want to take a look at what you know what you're doing and what you've got going on with ground-based nutrition and uh you know you're working out and your workout tips and everything like that where where's a good you know place people can go find you and check you out well sure you can check me out on instagram fitness lawyer that's fitness underscore lawyer uh you can also go to our website ground-based nutrition uh, if you uh, would, if you're interested in uh, looking at anything for legal advice, whether it pertains to dietary supplements, health, wellness, nutrition, or or any of that, uh, fitnesslawyer.com is a, a, a great resource as well. And uh, we are also, oh, ground based nutrition is also on on Instagram. We have a large Instagram following with a, a lot of really cool recipes that uh, for you guys that are trying to eat healthy and looking for more foods and different things you can do uh, to spice up your taste buds and, and, and live a, a more healthy or organic lifestyle, we have some really cool resources on there as well. Awesome, awesome. Well, I can, I can, I can attest that ground-based nutrition, uh, great products, uh, great, great brand, um, and it's a clean label. So definitely check it out. Charles, it has been a pleasure. Mr. Charles Weller, it has been a pleasure to have you on the Stephen D. Snyder Show. Come on again. Oh, I, I love it. Thank you so much for the opportunity. It's, it's been an incredibly fun. Okay. Thanks a lot, Charles. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Bye-bye. Well, that was it. That was great. That was fantastic. Charles Weller. Uh, by the way, his products at Ground-Based Nutrition are kick-ass. I was on this stuff for many, many years, and it's one of the best lineups of protein you're going to find out there, folks. Ground-Based Nutrition, check it out. Overall, good guy. He's got a great family. His sister's awesome. She's beautiful. She's smart. She's got a great family. Just a really good family, these people are. Uh, just always look forward to talking with him. But, folks, this has been the Stephen D. Snyder Show. Take care of yourselves, take care of one another, and remember, this is not a rest home. Good night, America.